Fam, it is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast with me today. I've got Mr. TL, Miss Mariah from 49 Faithful Lee Podcast. You know it's going to be high energy today. Like uh, we got a lot to talk about and we're going to talk about this NFC West. But before we get to any of it, you know, we got to hit the music first. Ladies and gentlemen, I like to know. Are you ready for start time? And once again, it is Peter Lucas. I got with me Mariah and TL today from 49 Faithfully. Guys, what's going on? It's been a minute, partially because of my fault. Well, probably all because of my fault. But <laughs> but how y'all doing? And why don't you tell everybody where they can find you guys on the socials and what you, all of the good things you guys are doing on your channel. You want me to go? I'm trying to do the ladies first. I'm trying to be a gentleman yeah, here. Yeah, trying, you know I mean? so, <laughs> trying to be a gentleman. Here. Um, well, hey, uh, hey, fam. Thank you for joining in with us. Um, we really appreciate your guys' time and energy. I know you guys can be doing anything else, but you decided to ride with us tonight, so I'm feeling that. So, uh, you can find Mariah and I and on the 49th Faithful League podcast. Um, we don't really have any set days, but you can find us at least once a week. You know, we we provide real and unfiltered content. Mariah loves dropping her f bombs, and I'm and I'm the me- and I'm the mellow one. But yeah, we go in there unbiased takes. You know, we're not for, you know, any player one way or the other. We're just all about getting the 49ers to to win ball games. So we're gonna give it to you real. So yeah, um, I see some people in the chat that are familiar with our channel. But yeah, whoever's not, please like and subscribe. You know, and go to our channel, and we would appreciate that. Yeah, what's up, Pete? Appreciate you having us on. Um, good to see you, as always. Um, glad you didn't forget about us this time. Uh, yeah, um, just keep twisting yeah. that knife. <laughs> <laughs> um, everything TL said, that's where you can find me as well. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, mostly that's where you know I'll be at besides YouTube. Um, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Hey, Pete, before we start, I can yeah, say something sure. if you don't mind, man. And also, too, if you subscribe to our channel, we, we do giveaways. You know, we we give out cars and we do raffles and stuff like that. But I just wanted to say something. I don't know. Hopefully, you guys are more on top of what's going on. But I wanted to uh, give shouts and prayers to, you know, the people that are stuck in that submarine. Mm. You know, you know. I just yeah. wanted to break that out there. I mean, man, that's that's terrible news. I mean, to, to, I mean, it's, it's sad because, you know, no matter how you die, it's a bad thing. But to yeah. go down there and thinking you're going to, you know, have a good experience of checking out, you know, the Titanic and then you pay a quarter of a million dollars mm-hmm. to pretty much to, and it might end your fate. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm. just crazy. You know, I did f- five years in the Navy. That's no secret. I've told people this, but, you know, the water is always undefeated, man. I hate, mm-hmm. you know, the, the water, you know, going out to sea and seeing those waves and seeing how dark that ocean gets and man, like, it's just hard to rescue 
you know, something like that, you know, that doesn't have a GPS on it, you know, the sonars, you know, stuff like that. I just hope if they, anybody tries to do this again, they'd be a little bit more prepared. Like in the military, mm-hmm. when you send a submarine down, we can find them because, yeah. you know, you can find them on the sonar system. But that mm-hmm. what they went down there unprepared. And it's unfortunate that, you know, these five or six men that decided to go down there, you know, to have a great experience might not come up. The last I heard, they had 24 hours of oxygen left. So they're going to need a miracle. So, yeah, just prayers to their family because hopefully hopefully they get to see their loved ones, but it's not looking good. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And, like, I mean, we talk football and we talk sports in general, you know, on Twitter and everything else. But, I mean, that's that's real life. And like, uh, and it's not that sports isn't real life, but I mean, it, it pales in comparison to the importance of people's lives. And yeah, it's, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, with that being, so with that being said, like, uh, make sure that you give this, this video a like, make sure that you give, uh, both channels subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live and both of us for when we go live. The and all of uh, 49 Faithfully's information is in the is in the description. So make sure you go give them a subscribe and a follow on uh, Twitter. All their information's in there. So uh, appreciate you guys yeah. for doing that. And Bebop. And I want to make sure we give a shout out to Bebop and uh, Throwback John V in the house. Appreciate what you up? coming through. Make sure that you go and and watch. Uh, make sure you give subscribe to Locker Room Rant. Like he's doing great. They're doing great things over there. Uh, One eight seven. Appreciate you coming through, fam. And uh, but yeah, so this show today is about the NFC West, and I haven't really talked about um, <laughs> John. <He's, laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, appreciate 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 you, <laughs> uh, but. So NFC West, I haven't really talked about the NFC West much this, this offseason because, you know, we got to wait until the draft happens, free agency happens, get an idea of where these teams are from a roster standpoint. But it's it's starting to – these rosters are all starting about starting to round out. We're about to get into training camp in a few weeks. But I wanted to start, like, uh, start with uh, the, the, the least – of the of the division with the Arizona Cardinals, and basically they are not good. It does, from what I've seen of their roster, I don't even recognize half their players. And I'm a draft junkie, and like yeah, it's it's not looking good for a season for them. But and Kyler Murray won't be back until probably halfway through the season. They got a new head coach in John and uh, Jonathan Gannon uh, from the, he was the DC for the Eagles. What is the best case scenario for this team? TL, I'm going to start with you. Man, as you said, man, it's not looking good. I can name, and like you said, I'm a draft junkie too. Like I usually know, you know, who people are coming out of college. You know, there's, I go to this website, rivals.com. So I follow some of these guys even from high school. Yeah. So I look at them and I see what college they're going to go into, what star they are recruits. And I'm looking at this roster, and man, they're un- unrecognizable. <laughs> like, I just yeah. don't know. Like, you know, you got the James Connors, the Buddha Baker, stuff like that. But other than that, man, like, who are they? Like, you know, it's just, I mean, 
I mean, yeah, and it's funny because, like, you know, John Gannon, when he took the job, he was like, man, he was like, how could I pass up on a on a, a job that has a, has a franchise quarterback? Which mm-hmm. we all could probably agree when Kyler Murray is on his game, he's probably top 12. You know what I'm saying? When he's, when yeah. he's on his game. But, man, the fact that he, he's been injury prone the last three years, I feel like he's regressed since he's mm-hmm. came in. Like, mm-hmm. he hasn't gotten any better. I, like, came out on fire. And without him on the team, who are you looking at? Uh, Colt McCoy as your backup, I guess. Yes, mm-hmm. right so, now. Yeah, that's going to be. That's I don't know, man. Uh, that's I mean, you know, I'm not going to say sit here and say I feel bad for him. You know what I'm saying? Because they're yeah. in our division. You know, I, I I love that everybody's on a downfall except for us. But man, or Seahawks are pretty good. But yeah, downfall. So yeah, Arizona. I'm looking at them. They could be looking at maybe being in the running. To be honest, um, I know they just signed Kyler Murray a contract extension, you know, last year, wherever the case may be, but they can be in the running for the first pick and there's going to be all eyes on them, you know, with that Caleb Williams uh, coming out of USC. Mm -hmm. So they can, they can possibly get a great haul next year and try to go back to rebuilding that team. But as of now, you're looking at if they're lucky, maybe five wins. Yeah. That's they, they look bad. Yeah. You being generous. Like yeah. uh, that's why I said you? at best, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. five wins. Yeah. How about you, Mariah? Um. Yeah. Best case scenario, I'm going tank for Caleb. Um. Worst case scenario, they win pointless games that isn't going to do them any damn good anyway. So it's just going to screw up the tank for Caleb situation. Um. But in all seriousness, like I think it's, and I know you said, oh, you know, I don't feel bad for him because they're in my division. And, you know, that's what I was sitting here thinking that they're almost that bad that, you know, if they were any other team, say, in the AFC, I probably would feel kind of bad for them because they're that bad. But the fact that they're in our division, obviously, you know, I don't give a crap. Um, (laughs) But, like, they're almost that bad that it's just like, wow. Um, I'm very surprised that they would get a head coach that was a D.C. Um, Yeah. For the fact that you just talked about that we haven't seen Kyler get any better, right? So then why would you go get a DC for a head coach? Like that just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, their roster is complete a mystery. Like it's all a bunch of unknowns. Like it seems like they're getting rid of any any player that's worth anything, right? Like um yeah, they got Hollywood I mean, it's, Brown. They got Hollywood <laughs> yeah. Brown. <laughs> yeah, why did they even do that? That was a fucking waste. Um, it's very unfortunate for them, for Cardinals fans, and it's very fortunate for 49ers fans. So um, that's where we are with it. Um, I mean, Kyler, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you would He's give better at playing that video kind games of money. Yeah, <laughs> like to where, like, you know, they went through that whole thing where they had to put it in his contract that he has to study, and then they yeah. took it out. Like, for you to even have to put that in a guy's contract, why would you make that guy your franchise anything yeah. and give him all that money? And then you get rid of the only coach that's ever been tied to any success that Kyler's ever had in his career. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. I think they're going to be on a downward spiral for a while. Yes. And 187 asked, uh, is Kyler out for the season? No, he's supposed to be back like halfway through the season. But if they're Uh, like, oh, and what? Oh, and six, oh, and eight, oh, and nine. Like, do you even bring him back? Do you risk him getting hurt again and then being out the following season as well? Like, you know, there has to become a point where 
it's like, okay, let's just rest him for the season. I, I, I like, see when, when it comes to things like that, I feel like him as a leader needs to come back. And if he's going to be your leader, leader. yeah, I I, I mean, I agree with you, (laughs) but what I'm saying, if he's going to change the narrative and he needs to act like he is chomping at the bit to get back on the field and like, and he needs to lead it by example, get Mm -hmm. out on the field, like do run the ball a whole bunch and only let him throw the ball like 20 times a game to keep him healthy. If you're trying to keep him healthy. Yeah. Like, uh, but, but he's got to do something to change his narrative. Otherwise it's going to be impossible to build a culture on that team. When you're, when the highest paid guy on your squad is not a leader. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's that's does no he care good enough to change it though? Is what that's, I'm wondering. Like I, I he already got no paid, idea. You know, so <laughs> yeah. like what what does he have to change it for now? Like, I thought they should have gotten paid with place. with being the way he, he is. Like up until this point, right? So why change it now? Like continue yeah. to play video games. Now you can buy more better video games because you're richer. You know, like yeah. Yeah, you can have some girls stripping while you're playing video games. You know, <laughs> oh whatever goodness. you want, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Deshaun. Come on now. Like, <laughs> we don't know. Well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. yet. Yeah, like when they when he asks for that trade, that's when we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just look at this at him and his situation and the situation of this team, and I feel like the best case scenario is just what TLC. Just tank, just tank as much as you can, and like uh, play all your young guys. They did get in this draft. They got Paris Johnson, uh, their offensive tackle of the future that he's supposed to be. If he doesn't work out, if he doesn't work out, because I'm guessing he's going to be their left tackle of the of the future. Like uh, if he doesn't work out, now you've got a problem because that was supposed to be your cornerstone of your offensive line. And like, uh, and if he does it, their their offensive line is bad, terrible. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. So you at least need a cornerstone, like uh, for that. And when you spend a first round pick on a guy, he's at least got to be serviceable. So I think that that's what I'm kind of going to be looking for in this team. Are the pieces that they drafted, uh, like at least decent players and serviceable? Because then you can you bring in a couple of veterans, you can be serviceable. But I don't plan on them doing that this year because Kyler's not coming back till halfway through the season. So like Mariah said, just be 0 and 8, 0 and 9, like whatever. Just put some good things in place. Just like when the 49ers when Shanahan first got here. We were bad. The cover was bare. Yes. Yeah. Cover was bare. We looked but they were competitive. But they were being competitive in a mm-hmm. lot of those games. And that was we saw what we saw in that, even though we were losing all these games, we saw that the vision. I saw the vision from Shanahan and what he was trying to do. And like uh so I was cool with it. That's what Gannon yeah. needs to to do this season, in my opinion, is the cupboard's bare. You need to show what your vision is. People need to be able to have something but to believe in. The team needs to be able to build upon whatever they can build on this year. Like uh, even with losing games. And uh, so I think that's the best case scenario is that they can start. They can have the like the start laying the groundwork for to lay their culture down 
But hey, Pete, let me ask you something. Has there? Um, I know they've been through some coaching change. I know since I can remember, they had, and like Mariah was saying, you know, the defensive coordinator guy, because Wilkes was their coach at one yeah. time, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Steve Wilkes, you know, who was there as a coach, that didn't work out, which I felt like he did okay. And then you got the, you know, the guy that just got fired. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. And then now you got this new guy. So, you know, if this new coach doesn't work out or whatever the case may be, and they think, Maybe you need to look above the head coaching's head and start mm-hmm. saying, well, maybe we need a GM because, you know, now it's starting to look like you're the common denominator because you're not bringing in the right coaching to get this team put together and building the, the, the roster that you need to see fit. Because you look at Kyler Murray, he's so small, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. think I was, talk, I was talking to Dion one day and he's listed as six foot or whatever. And Dion was like, I, I saw feet. that. Yeah, Dion was like, I saw, I saw that man at the mall. That man's about 5'10, 5'9. Yeah. He's little. He's I'm little, six man. foot, and just by looking at that guy on TV, he looks like a midget to me. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so the fact that yeah. So the fact that he is so small, and you're not doing anything to put an offensive line around him. Because we've all seen Kyler Murray when he's in his bag. He looks good whenever mm-hmm. he has time, and mm-hmm. when he has time, he does his thing. I mean, what the, the year when what was it two years ago when they started off eight and zero, not nine and one, whatever the case may be. He was talking about as an MVP candidate. But he you has no I mean? D hop anymore. So he has that, no D hop no more. I mean, you're, yeah, you're thinking he's throwing a Hollywood. <laughs> Brown and Rondell Moore, who are both smaller guys at that. Is Zach Ertz still there? Um, Zach Ertz is still there. He is still, no, he's still there. He's still on the roster. He's still listed on the roster. Okay. So he's probably their, you know, he's he's probably their main weapon right now. You know, if you're looking at as far as somebody who who you can rely on, because Hollywood Brown has his moments, but he drops, he drops a lot of balls. You know, he's a deep Mm -hmm. threat. Rondell Moore. He's he, he's pretty good as well, but man, you need to get this man some more weapons. Some guy, you know, like I said, offensive line is crucial. James Rondell Conner, Moore is tiny too. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah he's like five nine. So yeah. uh, if that, so yeah, Rondell Moore. You know, they got two speedsters, but then you got Zach Ertz, and then I'm surprised that James Conner has the success he has behind that offensive line because that offensive line is terrible. So like I said, um, seeing their downfall. I'm not going to sit here and cry over spilled milk because it is what it is. They're in our division. Mm-hmm. You be trash all you want. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you need to, it starts, it's going to start looking like, you know, whoever's in charge of hiring these coaches and putting this roster together has to be more accountable. I feel like sometimes a head coach is always the scapegoat. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. And which is another, I'm sorry, go ahead, Mariah. I'll, oh, I was going to say real quick, um, like on, you know, on that same lines, like that's also the same GM that now just let the coach that they just fired um, draft Kyler Murray after just drafting a quarterback in the first round the year before. Right. Like yeah. it gave up on him, draft a new guy. And now that whole situation that you gave up your whole franchise for Kyler Murray, new coach, all this whole plan you had obviously went to shit. Right. Like, mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, when is he going to be held accountable for this shit show he's running there? Exactly. Yeah. Their owner, they have a terrible owner. <laughs> Bidwell is terrible. <laughs> and then, you, and then, like you said, the GM, I don't think is good, but the GM and Bidwell have a good relationship, from what I understand. So, like, it's going to be, and I feel like that's why they brought in Gannon, was because, to me, he seems like a yes man. He's like, whatever. <laughs> just give me I'm just happy I'm just happy to be here <laughs> and he's not gonna I I don't see good things happening from Gannon I think that he's going to be a transitional coach they're going to probably go for another coach in another mm-hmm. two years uh and, and he's a first-time head coach right now right yes this he is, is. Yes. yeah so yes. yes he is I think the next round I think they're gonna the owner's gonna end up going scorched earth and firing everybody 
and then starting including Kyler and trade him somewhere, and they're going to have to start from the very bottom. That's what really what to me. That's what it's going to take for this team. They got they need to take everything out. They need to do exactly what the 49ers did. Uh, and Jed York, he needed to. They need to recognize because remember, Jed York was really in. He would really had a good relationship with. Uh, with who was our GM? What was the name of our GM? Come on, Trent Balky. Yeah, yeah, Trent Balky. Yeah, they had a really good relationship, and he trusted Balky uh, enough to to get rid of Harbaugh. He chose him over Harbaugh at the time, and it turned out to be the wrong decision. Uh-huh. And that, I think that that's what's going on for the Cardinals. They're going to have to go. He's going to have to. Bidwell's going to have to realize that that this is not a good fit anywhere. Anywhere. And they've just got to start over, and he's got to let the football guys come in and do their and do their work. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm always uh, iffy about situations like that where you know you fire one but don't fire the other, yeah. and then you're bringing in one to try to you know like that just seems to never never work. Like yeah. I, I I feel like it's better that if you're going to fire the head coach or the GM, get rid of them both and bring in new to you know just start yeah. clean over. Hey, Dion, Dion, we're Dion just talking about house. you, Dion. We're just talking His about ears were burning. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, and it's, you know, it's, it's one thing, too. It's like, I get it. You know, when you're, you know, and we all, we all, you know, are business folks. We understand how work goes. I don't care how cool I am with you. Like, me and Peter were, were super cool outside of work. And, you know, we went and had beers together, whatever the case may be. But he was a terrible GM. And I'm the owner. I'm getting rid of him. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. I'm like, you're my boy outside of work, but but in the in the building, you suck. So yeah. I'm going to get rid of you. And people just don't know how to how to how to separate the two. They feel, you know, and if you're a real man or a woman, if you know you're not doing your job correctly and you, you're constantly having to find a new coach every two years, you know, you're not putting a good roster together. And if, let's say it's flip flop. If Pete was the owner of the Cardinals and he hired me as a GM and in six years, I have three coaches still have a quarterback always hurt, not doing my job, and, you know, can't make the playoffs. If he comes to me as a man and say, hey, Taryn, you know what? Me and you are cool. We can still have drinks whatever the case may be but at the same time i'm gonna have to let you go bro you're not doing your yeah. job you know For what real. i'm saying For yeah real. oh, oh Deanna, it wasn't nothing bad bro we just said that uh, i had mentioned you because you know we're saying that kyler murray's listed at six foot and i said that you had told us one day that you can't that you saw him out in town one day in public and he was only a couple inches taller than you so the six foot narrative is a lie he's really like 510 so yeah 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 it's it, it's just so Basically, moral of the story is the Cardinals just to need to, they just need to hire us to come and fix their franchise, <laughs> and we'll and we'll and we'll just get it done. A couple years, that's all. It's you got your new me. owner, GM, and head coach right here. Yeah, everything. There you Take go. care of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Make sure you get those uh, those super chats. Give me those super chats so I can buy the team. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's move on to the other. The other team that's going to be a dumpster fire next year, uh, the Rams, and can can the re can, I I don't even worry about this season because the this season is done for them, right? Uh, I think that they're going to be pretty much on par with Arizona in this situation. Like, uh, but can they rebound next season? Because now all of a sudden they're taking all these cap hits this year, and next year they're going to end up with all this cap space. And I think we've learned from the Rams that they like to make big splashes, right? So I wonder, I wonder if that's the plan to that instead of a gradual rebuild, 
they're just taking all the hits right in one season and then and then next season they're just going to completely rebuild the team what do you guys think go ahead mariah Possibly. Um, I just I don't think it'll be enough still. I think they're just in that bad of shape that I'm not even worried about them next season. I think they sold their soul to the devil to get that Super Bowl. And this is the results of it. Um, now you got to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Um, if you ask their fans, they'll say they would rather have one Super Bowl than to be at the top of the division, to be at the NFC championship, whatever, and not, you know, consistently good without getting a Super Bowl. They would rather, you know, have a shit team, but at least they got a recent Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, they, they literally have traded away pretty much that entire team. Um, <laughs> it's, it's bare. It's, yeah. it's pretty sad. Um, yeah. And I agree. They're right there with the Cardinals. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if the Cardinals look like a better team before the Rams. Mm -hmm. Because I, I just think the Rams have put themselves in such a hole that, you know, that climb to come out to where they're contenders, to where, like, to where they're actually a team that we're worried about again, um, it's going to be a while. I hope so. What about you, T.L.? <sighs> yeah, it's, you know, it's funny to me because, you know, I sit there and I go back and forth on on stuff. Like, people can sit there and say, like, oh, Rams, you know, they screwed up. They made the wrong decision signing all these guys. But they got a Super Bowl out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more patient with stuff. If you were to tell me over the next 20 years, you can get four Super Bowls, and in between the Super Bowl years, you suck for three, I'd probably do it. Mm -hmm. Honestly. I'd probably do it. Like, give me a Super Bowl in 2023. I'll suck till 2027, be in contention again, win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. I mean, yeah, because I'm just one of those people who are like that. But I get I get it. Like, you know, you want to continue to sell tickets. You want to have a competitive team year in your own, give your fans hope. So I get it. So I'm not even sure if the Rams – they, they've traded away so many draft picks and players. I don't even know what the heck they have. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if they have a first-round pick in 2024. So – I can see them in contention too because Matthew Stafford's not getting any younger. You know, he's coming off his of arms that, falling off. Arms falling off. I can see this being his last year. I can see this being his last year in LA, you know, and he might yeah. just say, I'm done or whatever the case may be. And maybe he's, he seems like a humble guy, but I mean, I'm not saying this is what he will do, but maybe he comes to a, uh, to like a realization of like, you know what, I'm not who I am no more, but I can be a serviceable backup, you know what I mean, and, and be okay with doing that. I'm not sure. But, you know, he was a number one overall pick, and I'm sure there's a little bit of arrogance in that. We're like, hey, if I can't do it no more, I'm just done. But I think it just depends on how you look at it, you know, because um, another team that can be looking at um, getting somebody like Caleb Williams and do a mm. reset and be like, you know what, you know, Sean McVay doesn't seem like he's going anywhere soon. I feel like he has a couple of years before they start getting tired of him. You know what I mean? So Sean McVay, he wants to tank, you know, and, and they just suck. And, you know, they get a Caleb Williams, which would be great for the city of L.A. He's already a Trojan. He's playing mm -hmm. in L.A. So if he goes out there and they, you know, they get him, it'll create, create a, a better fan base. I personally think the Rams are going to be better than Arizona if because if Matthew Stafford is healthy that's right there is probably enough to give you four wins. You know what I'm saying? That's true. If at, at least, at least four wins, you know, whether the team is bad or not, you know what I mean? So, 
So, yeah, I think they're going to be in contention. This is funny how in three years, I feel, this division went from being one of the best in football to now it's looking like one of the one of the worst or at least yeah. the middle of the pack, you know. So, yeah, like I said, I, I'm loving it. You know, I, you know, I wish I honestly wish it was the Seahawks who were yeah. who were the worst team in our division, because that's the team in our division I hate most. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, but the Rams, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel like they're, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to probably tank, you know, or not do well, try to get a high draft pick, try to get a quarterback, and then just try to build around them. Because like you guys said, you know, they traded away Jalen Ramsey. Bobby Wagner was there for one year. He's gone. Aaron Donald's probably going to be gone soon. Like, you know what I mean? Like He's not going to – he's been playing for a decade. He's not going to be wanting to rebuild. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, unless sure. Unless he has to be traded to a contender or something because you can get a haul for him too. So – it all depends on how I was looking at it, but yeah, I agree with both of you. The Rams and I, I see between the two teams, nine. I would say between seven to ten wins with both of them combined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get three and a half because you think that bad. Like yeah. uh, you get a half a win. Like, uh, but the yeah, yeah. I just I hate the Rams so much. <laughs> I hate the Rams so much, and the just because they got that Super Bowl that I felt like the 49ers had been setting themselves up to get for, it seems like Shani's been here for a long time now. <laughs> and, uh, and we've been on the cusp so many times. And then for them to get a couple of, just a couple of lucky bounces to happen. And, uh, and, and then they end up getting one. It just uh, burns me up, but it's not, it's going to be nice at least for a season to watch them struggle. It was nice to watch them struggle last season. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice to see it for a second season. I want to see Aaron Donald get frustrated. Like that's what I want to see. And I think that I, I agree with you, TL. Like that. That this, this is the thing. McVay is a good coach, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And it is going to be. I think that, and I'm looking at the wide receivers that they have. <laughs> It's uh, so you got Cooper Cup, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's solid. like I mean, you got a number one. I mean, he's a slot receiver basically, but that's at least that's the way they use him. But then mm-hmm. after that, you've got Van Jefferson that can't stay healthy, and then Tutu Atwell, uh, who can't get on the field. Demarcus Robinson, that's a that's a name, but I mean, come on, he can't stay healthy either. Uh, they have that guy Skoranek that I guess oh, yeah. I think he was I think they were using him as a fullback at one point. Yeah, <laughs> really. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they got their rookie uh, Puka Nakua, but they've got size at the wide receiver spot. Yeah, uh, they they got Tyler Johnson is on the squad too. Like, uh, oh. but the, is that the got, guy that came from Tampa? Uh, yeah, Tyler Johnson. Okay, yeah, he's saw he's solid. Yeah, so they got a bunch of like solid number threes guys. And fours, a bunch of number threes yeah, and fours. Exactly. Exactly. They got a whole bunch yep. of those. But with McVeigh at the helm, that's not it's like he can he can probably do more with less. I think that they're gonna end uh, as long as you see this is the thing. We always say we always look at this from the beginning of the season, like none of these guys are gonna get hurt. Somebody's gonna get hurt. <laughs> and and then the and then the wheels are gonna fall off. Uh so I agree. I think they're going to get probably end up with like three or four wins, uh, like maybe a high draft pick. Uh, if they get more than four wins, then they made a mistake. <laughs> they should have. They should have. 
gone scorched earth also and just let him lose as many games as possible. But at least try and use these young guys as much as as much as they possibly can. Like, uh, but yeah, it's it's just uh, it's not going to be a good look for them this season. But I interesting because they got Stetson Bennett from Georgia, and I feel like I feel like they might try to make him the QB of the future. I definitely think that they're trying to dip into the Brock Purdy well in that with that, and uh, because you know Stetson Bennett has so much experience. I think he played like what did he play? Was he in college for like five years? Yeah, like five yeah. years. He's, he's like, like a fifth or sixth year senior. Yeah. yeah, he's like he's like twenty four, twenty five yeah. already. Twenty five, I think. Do yeah. you do you think because I've already heard uh, they they've been putting uh, reports out there that that he looks good in camp. Do you think he could possibly be their quarterback of the future? <sighs> it's hard to say for me. Because like you know everybody's looking at oh look what Brock Purdy look what Brock mm-hmm. Purdy did no other no no uh, what what can I say? Because I think like Stetson Bennett was be a, a six six seventh round pick too. This is not the standard for a late round pick yeah. rookie. Most rookies don't get the, the most third round. I mean, I'm sorry, third. What do you call it? Third person on the depth chart doesn't get the opportunity to come in and throw to the weapons we have. That's the situation mm-hmm. here. He came in like we always talk about. I think I seen you on Spaces earlier, Pete. And we we're talking yeah. to the talking to some of those people that were oh just all, all about like, oh, Brock Purdy. I don't care what he does, you know, whatever. But it's like that's some foolishness. You know what I mean? He yes. come in, he did good. He came into a he came into a well oiled machine. Let's let's just be honest here. Mm-hmm. Jimmy was playing well. He was sixteen touchdowns, four interceptions. He gets hurt. We got. Christian McCaffrey, couple weeks into the offense, you know what I mean. He's already mm-hmm. he's already known the playbook. The best set of receiving core, arguably the best tight end, best fullback. We're, this is we're the best well roster in football. Best, yeah, best best offensive uh, as a collectively, best weapons in football. Mm-hmm. Let's just yeah. be honest here. And then defense. So so the so the, so for people to sit there and think like, oh, let me find me a Brock Purdy. You're not really going to get that unless you're on a team, maybe like the Cincinnati Bengals or -hmm. somebody like that that has these type of weapons that can come in and do like like, with Zach Taylor and do the same thing. So it's like an anomaly what Brock Purdy did. You Mm -hmm. know, I said this, I think before you got on the spaces, I was just like, things were working perfectly for Purdy. So for for teams to sit there and think, oh, I want to find my Brock Purdy, you possibly can. Somebody who comes in with a lot of reps. You know, as a as a college starter, I think Stetson Benson started for three years, whatever the case may be. So you can get yourself somebody similar, but to get that production, mm-hmm. I don't see think you're going to see that in a long time. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Mariah? Sorry, I'm fighting with my dogs right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I see him. I see him walking in the background. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, I do too. Like yeah. one always comes in here with me, but I always lock the other two up in so the room. It's your show. It's my show. Yeah, they broke out of the freaking room because my wife's sleeping. So, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, if he's looking decent, I definitely could see it a thing. I definitely, I want to go back to something though that TL said about Sean McVay being there a little while. Like, I don't see him being there much longer. Um, mm. like every year, the last couple of years, he's talking about retirement. He, you know, like you're not contemplating retirement every year if you're planning on going through a rebuild and seeing this franchise through for another few years and go through all this stuff. Like, I just don't see that happening. I think is once Aaron Donald goes, you know, if he said like if after this season, Aaron Donald says I'm retiring, um, you know, and obviously if the quarterback, you know, says I'm retiring, like I could see Sean McVay walking out as well. 
Um, yeah. He's already mentioned that he wants to be in TV. He wants to do other stuff. You know, like I just don't see him coaching very long. Um, like yeah. we don't hear Shanahan. He hasn't even won a Super Bowl yet. And we don't hear him after shitty seasons, after his entire hit teams depleted. We never have to question, oh, is Shanahan going to retire? Like that thought has never crossed my mind in a million years. Yeah. You know, like you don't contemplate head coaches just retiring all the time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just don't see that happening, especially if the team's going to shit. Yeah. Well, I think what I meant by that, I should have clarified what I'm, what I mean by he's not going anywhere. I don't, I think he's earned enough respect and what he's done the last couple of years for them, even though if he sucks this year and maybe oh, yeah. next year for them oh, to yeah. say, they're not going to oh, fire. Fired. That's no, what I mean. They're not going to fire. That's what I mean. Not they're not that's what I mean. That's what I mean. He's going to walk out. On yeah. That's home. what I mean. Like, I don't yeah. think, I, I think he's safe as far as his job, like, mm-hmm. regardless of what happens. I think he's earned that right for to be safe. But yeah, you're right about him retiring. If he does retire, if he does step down, he's going to, I think it's going to be like another Sean Payton situation. Mm. Like he's gonna, he just don't, he doesn't, he just doesn't want to coach a bad team. Mm-hmm. I think he cares too much about his legacy to be like, oh, I want to just, I'm gonna quit because look, look at Sean Payton. Oh, I'm done. I'm, you know, the game of football is just not there for me. Mm-hmm. He gets a chance to coach a great roster in Denver and see what happens with, you know, the quarterback situation. They got a great roster, great defense, great set of weapons. Maybe he's thinking like, oh, maybe I can come in there and change some things around. I still got. Russell Wilson, who has been has been a great quarterback, just had a bad year. Let's see if I can turn that around. So I can see that happening with Sean McVay. Because if he steps down, he could go to TV for a year or two mm-hmm. and be like, oh, the Eagles job opened up. I'm taking it. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Wait That's for the... Andy Reid to freaking retire. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, Andy Reid's gone. Oh, let me go ahead and coach oh, Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes has seven years left or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. That's what, hey, That's what I said. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to say, what's going on to Eric and Melissa? Appreciate hey, y'all for coming through. Uh, but yeah, no, I completely agree with that. McVeigh totally seems like a weasel in that in that aspect. Like uh, like he would just be in the waiting. Like you know, I could see talking to Andy at the at the at the meetings and being like at the league meetings and being like, oh, you gonna you gonna this gonna be last your last year? Okay, I'm gonna quit. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna quit, and then I'm gonna scoop in. Like. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I could see it. I could totally see it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, as far as Stetson Bennett, I think that I think that I, I look at Stetson Bennett and I don't think that they're I agree with you, TL. I don't think that they're people are gonna find another Brock Purdy because they're not gonna be in the same they're not gonna have Shanahan calling the plays. <laughs> and they're not gonna have, like you said, they're not gonna have Debo and CMC and Ayuk and all these guys, Kittle and Jennings, and I mean, the list goes on and on. They're just not going to have those guys. So it's, it, and then you got Shanny just kind of scheming guys wide open all over the place. So it's it's just not going to happen that way. I, I think McVeigh McVay is a really good coach, but I would say that I, I, I'm not really impressed too much with his with his offensive play calling. In in my yes, opinion, I agree. Like uh, I think that they do enough to get win. They've always done enough to get wins, and they've they've had players like do more with less. Well, like with the as far as the play calling goes, like they they they've had good players, but uh, but I don't think it's because of McVeigh's play calling. I think that it's more uh, just that they've had good players. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, but. Now they don't have those players. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's going to be a whole different story now. But 
How long, how we talked about Aaron Donald earlier. How long do you think Aaron Donald sticks around? Uh, I'd say maybe two years. Mm-hmm. And if it, and if it is, I can see, see somebody maybe like, um, you know, like a good team that has some cap space. If he's not done yet to trade for him, I would just be like, you know, I can, t- I can take his salary, you know, we're one or two pieces away on defense for us to do it. Because like I said, you know, Aaron Donald, He's just, man, like he's been playing since, I want to say 2014, 2013, something like that. Been playing for a long time. He doesn't seem like he's slowing down much at all. Like he's still out there doing his thing and he's just an absolute stud, man. So, yeah, I mean, I know he, I know after the Super Bowl, he talked about retiring. So that makes me feel like maybe he is kind of done. So this, honestly, this could be his last year. But like I said, if he's truly not done and if he thinks like, hey, I can go get another ring somewhere, I can see the Rams since he's been a stand up guy for that organization just saying, hey, you know what? You know, you have, you know, two to three good years left. Let me see if I can trade you to somebody to, you know, to extend your career for you. And then we'll get a bunch of draft picks for you so we can rebuild. So, yeah, it can be either one of those. Like I said, either this year, I don't put it like this. He's not staying with the Rams for another three years. <laughs> he'll be gone before that because this, like like somebody said, this roster is trash. It's a dumpster fire. He's not going to sit back and just be this, you know, this talented guy who's who's a beast on a mediocre team. He's not. For real. He's not. Yeah. He's not going. He's For not going to end his career like that. So that's what I feel about Aaron Donald. Yeah. How about you? Well, before we get to you, Mariah, what's going on, uh, B- uh, Bashar? Appreciate hey, you coming Bash. through. Make sure everybody goes in and follows Bashar, 49er Minded, and make sure you give that man a subscribe, like uh, good content. 40, uh, what's the name of our 49er Podcast Network in the house all over the place. So make sure that we go in and, and support our people. But uh, go ahead, Mariah. Like, uh, what, do you, what do you think about Aaron Donald and like uh, when he could, what do you, when do you think he's leaving? Yeah, like I said earlier, I could see him, you know, after this year, hanging it up. He's one, too, that's been contemplating retirement, talking about retirement every single year, especially since, you know, they won the Super Bowl already. Mm -hmm. Um, And I agree with TL. I don't see him sitting through a rebuild. You're, you know, he's arguably one of the best, the top five, you know, players, regardless of class, regardless of position, you know, across the NFL for the last, since he's been in the league, right? Like, yeah. You can't say that about anybody else, I don't think. Um, so to like, you don't end your career like that. Um, so yeah, I could see him retiring. I could as well. Like, I agree. I could see them. You know, if he wants, you know, doesn't want to hang it up yet, um, then you know, sending him off to a contender so he can try for another um, championship. But I could definitely see this being his last year. Yeah, I look at it as this. I think that. I think that they probably told him, "Hey, can you give us one? Can you give us one more year to get this right? We're getting rid of all this cash, uh, getting all rid of all this cap, uh, this cap space, and like all this. We're putting all this together. Next year, we're gonna be right. We're gonna get bring a bunch of people in. We're gonna get right back in the mix. I think if they don't do enough next season, he doesn't want to stick around. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like uh, that's that's how I look at it. Like uh, is I think that he's waiting to see uh, after they do all this cap clearing, all these cap clearing moves, are they actually going to follow through and bring in enough to get them back in contention? And uh, one, and then he'll make a decision on whether he wants to stick around for that or not. But yeah. he's got to get going because how <clears> many <throat> how many years is Aaron, how old is Aaron Donald? He's thirty two. I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his. Yeah. Uh, 
resume right now. So let me just just real quick, man. This is this is wild. He got drafted in 2014, number 13 overall. Mm-hmm. He's a Super Bowl champion, three-time NFL defensive player of the year, which mm-hmm. is amazing. For a NFL yeah, for NFL rookie. Tackle. Yeah, for defensive tackle. <laughs> NFL rookie. No, it's not like he's a defensive end or a corner. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, yeah. Uh, NFL defensive rookie of the year, seven time first team. He's been a first seven time first team versus from 2015 all the way to last year. Like he's been on the first team defense for since his every year since his before his rookie year. And then he's a nine time Pro Bowler. So, I mean, the dude's resume, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, hands down. Oh, yeah. I just don't see that man. Like I said, you know, he's just, I mean, his, I think it's going to be something like a JJ Watt situation mm-hmm. where JJ Watt was like, you know, because remember when he was in his prime, the Houston Texans were actually pretty good, which is showing, you know, playoffs mm-hmm. every year, had a chance to win a Super Bowl. When they started, when he started, you know, the team started going down, he was like, get me out of here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ended up going to Arizona, who did well when, when he first got there. You know, started off 8-0. So I can see Aaron Donald being in some situation like that because I think J.J. Watt was like, look, man, I got two, three years left. Please send me somewhere off where I can <laughs> go contribute to somewhere else. So. I think, yeah, so I think me and Mariah are in a grands here. Either it's going to be like a year. Like if he goes to them, like Barry Sanders did with the Lions. When Barry Sanders was like, hey, look, we're not going anywhere. Please trade me. No, I'm not trading you. Okay, I'm gone. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm going to retire if you're not going to trade me because we all know he pre-retired in his prime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so if yeah. Aaron Donald comes to the team and just says, hey, look, you know, because he, he has a few years – left on his deal so they control his rights yeah. so if it's one of those things where he just says look man uh, you know can you please trade me you know i don't want to go through a um a rebuild you know i want a super bowl with you i'm a first ball hall of famer can you please send me somewhere where i can get another chance to get a ring like you said though um i don't know how the organization's gonna feel about that they could say no you, you're with us you're gonna you're gonna ride it out he, otherwise he's gone but i would do the smart thing give that man a chance, get some draft capital for him. Like, mm-hmm. just don't let the man retire. Here, you know what? I'm going to send you to the Buffalo Bills. Go play with Buffalo, and then we'll, you know, they'll get, they can give us X, Y, and Z capital, and then we'll see what you can do, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, do you know Monty on uh, Twitter? Monty. He's a Ram fan? No, I don't think oh, so. Okay. He's in like sports and coffee, and I think he gets on. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. I, now I know who you're talking about. When he yeah, says sports yeah, yeah. and coffee, I know who you're talking about. Like uh, so, he thinks he thinks that at least he put it out there that he thinks that the Rams could make the playoffs. <laughs> and everybody told him that, he, that you know how sports and coffee get. Like, uh, like uh, they just kind of roasted him like a little bit. I don't. Do you see any scenario where that happens? I I can't. No, I don't. Only, I mean, only way us only way, and the knock on wood, but if us and the Seahawks somehow both end up injured and you know, like does a drive by and yeah. kill the whole team, yeah, something <laughs> like that, yeah, then obviously you know they'll probably win the division that way. But um, that's the only way I can see it happening. Yeah, I will say this, Pete: the NFC is not as strong as it used to be. No. So I will say this: no, I. Don't think if I had to put some money on, if I just put a hundred bucks on it, I would for them not to make the playoffs. Mm. However, I will say the NFC is so weak. If they got in as like the seventh seed as a wild card, might not surprise me either. Just because I look that to me, there's only about five teams who I feel like are guaranteed to make the playoffs in this mm-hmm. division, and the other two spots are up for grabs. I got us, the Seahawks, the Eagles, well maybe. 
six. Okay, I got us, the Phillies. I mean, the Phillies, the, the Eagles. Sorry, I'm thinking about yeah. baseball right now. Same I go, thing. I, I, something, yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> us, us, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Lions. Okay, mm. and I got the Vikings. Other than that, I don't know. I don't know who else mm. would really, like I said, and the Seahawks. If I forgot them, but yeah. So, I think the, like I said, it's so this this uh, conference is so watered so down right now. I think somebody's gonna gonna rise up. I think it's the Lions. I think it's going to be Atlanta. (laughs) Watch out for Atlanta. Okay. (laughs) Like, uh, I just have this feeling about Atlanta. I'm a Desmond Ritter fan. I like him. I think that he is, that he, I know everybody's kind of wishy-washy about him, but like, uh, I think that he got dealt a a bad hand and Cincinnati's offense was trash. Like, uh, (laughs) even though they were winning games, their, their offense scheme was trash. And he doesn't, he didn't look too bad to me last year. He was on a bad team. <laughs> so um, I think that as they add more pieces, you got Bajan Robinson, uh, like add him to the mix. The running back, yeah. Like they got, mm-hmm. uh, I think they solidify that offensive line a little bit. I think they, and then they got, what's his name from USC? Drake London still yeah, they there. You got Drake London there. Yeah. You got Kyle Pitt, Pitts. Kyle Pitts. All of a sudden, they're All of a sudden, like, yeah. uh, so. oh, another thing too. I might win that division, even though they might make it in. I feel like the Saints might might yeah. be a chance too. Might the be Saints, in the too. great defense last year. You see how you see how they gave us fits last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, like it was hard for us to score on. The only reason why I think we really scored is because we we got turnovers inside the red zone. Yeah, <laughs> but like I think the I think they're another one too. And then with Derek Carr there, you know, it's an upgrade over Andy Dalton for sure. Well, they'll so, definitely score more than zero. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like I said, if I had to put my money on it, nah, it's not gonna happen for the Rams. Yeah. But like I said, I think so. You're picking your Atlanta. I'm thinking the Lions because the Lions play some good. Oh, I think the Lions gonna make it. Yeah. I think the Lions. Probably, they might it. win the division. To be I think honest. Atlanta's gonna win their division. Mm, over the Saints, huh? Interesting. I just have a feeling. I'm. I'm not. Well, I'm not. I don't like the Saints coach. Mm. Like I just don't, and I like. Arthur, uh, what is his name? The the coach Arthur for Atlanta. Arthur. Oh, oh, Arthur, Arthur uh, Smith. Arthur, Arthur Smith. Smith. Yeah. Yes, I like him. Like uh, I like how he run. He calls plays, and uh, so I, I I just have a feeling about that team. But okay. like, uh, let's move on to the real, really the only con- the one that I see as the contender in our division, which is the C- the hated Seahawks. <laughs> I as much as I hate the Rams, I hate the Seahawks even more. Which I, because I, I hate Pete Carroll, I just cannot stand Pete Carroll. Same. And I've hated him since he was at USC. <laughs> I've hated him since he was at USC. Like, uh, I think he's dirty. <laughs> I think that yes. he's shady. And like, uh, yeah, I just, the fact, like, I've hated him since he just abandoned USC to deal with all the, all the allegations that was happening at the time and then to jump ship and go to the, go to the Seahawks and then remember if everybody remembers when he got there man they were getting suspended players suspended constantly drugs whatever Mm -hmm. the case was it was bad it was just he doesn't care he has no scruples whatsoever and uh, I just don't like the man but uh, and then I can't I just want to knock that gum out of his mouth I know uh, (laughs) but with that being said so but unfortunately they had it looks to me like on paper they had another good draft Yes. Uh, and which I knew, I mean, they had like five picks in the top 100. So 
we knew that it was going to be somewhat, but I mean, they got a at the very least they got a wide receiver and a and a, a uh, and a and another running back mm-hmm. and another corner. What they didn't do, which I thought they should have done, which they they didn't they didn't go get somebody for the middle of that defense, like uh, the, as far as the the, the tackle spot, like uh, their problem last year was the run was they were terrible against the run. It's which shocked me that they wouldn't go for somebody to fill that void, and they lost some of their guys from from last season, the ones that were actually decent against the run, like uh, Puna Ford and uh, what was the other guy? There was another guy, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, like I think that 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 is that is still going to be their issue, and the fact that they still have um, the guy they got from the Jets, uh, Jamal Adams. Most, yeah, Jamal Jamal Adams. They still got him on the on the payroll. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's still going to be a liability in coverage <laughs> at, at points. But you know, they had a good draft. Do do you think they're defense? Even though they didn't solidify the middle. Do you think their defense makes a jump this year just because they got that other bookend corner? Yeah, I do. I think they're going to be tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. I have, I have us uh, actually going five and one in the division because I think with us too, I, I think we, um, I don't think we sweep them. I think we split the wins. I just have a feeling if if Geno Smith can even take a step forward because he played some good football last year. You know what I mean? And the fact that you now you have a three-headed monster with um, Jackson and Nick, which I can't stand that they got that dude. I know. I'm so, I, I was that. so pissed when I, they I drafted him. Yesterday. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, knew, I think I saw that. I think I saw you tweet that. I hate the fact that, he, that, yeah, that, that, that they took him. So, you know, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think they had, like, five rookies that started last year, and they all played well. You know, the bookend corners, and I think with the fourth overall pick, they drafted that other cornerback out of Illinois, that Devin, whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Devin mm-hmm. Witherspoon? It's Witherspoon. Devin Witherspoon, right? yeah, Witherspoon, yeah, man, that too. I mean, they got him, so, I mean, and, you know, and they're drafting to deal with us. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing. That's what they're doing, drafting to deal with us. I like their team. You know, there's that's one team who I feel like is a playoff team could possibly win 11 games. You know what I mean? Like, they're mm-hmm. just an all-around good football team. As, as much as I can't stand Pete Carroll, and I totally 100% agree with everything that you said. Dude is just a weasel, man. He's sneaky. He mm-hmm. just, he'll do whatever he has to do to cheat. And, you know, and to me, you know, like if me and you, Pete, let's say we we're the coach of the Trojans, and we and we were – and we were we were scumbags, and we were doing stuff behind their back. I'm gonna I'm gonna man up and deal with it. Yeah, I'm gonna man up and deal with it. And get on the podium and say, you know what? Yes, I cheated. Whatever the case may be, you want to fire me? Go ahead. You want to keep me? Fine. I'll make it right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But the fact that he left them with the, with them lost scholarships and getting Reggie Bush's Heisman taken from him and just mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff that dude was just a weasel. Like you said. he don't even talk about them ever at all at all ever. No? No. Yeah, he he got out of there because he knew he knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. He knew what was coming, so he was like, "Let me get out of here." But as much as I hate Pete Carroll, he puts a good staff around him, and the, the Seahawks are a well coached team. Like they mm-hmm. do, they are a good team. And I just like I say, I hate to say it, after Dallas, that's the team I hate the most. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, they draft well. You know what I mean? They find these gems. They're kind of, I want to say they're not as good as finding people in the second round. I mean, sorry, on day three like us, but they're pretty good these last couple years like you said they got the kenneth walker he was a stud last year mm-hmm. rookie rookie running back and like you said they got another running back they got zach 
Zach Charbonnet, Zach right? Charbonnet, yeah. yeah. Our, our old boy from from the Wolverines who, who transferred from Michigan to go to UCLA. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. So, like, they, the fact that they got now they got a two-headed monster at running back, great weapons at receiver, still got Noah Fant at tight end, who's a, who's a serviceable, probably top 12 tight end, you know, when he's, when he's on. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I just um, – I truly believe we're going to win this division. But, man, that's a team that we cannot – sleep on and i know people are going to go back to the well we beat them three times last year it's a new yeah. year it's a, it's new, a new season year. and like izzy just said Tariq wolan was an absolute steal yeah. then they got that kobe bryant yeah. guy at yeah. it's just it's just the yeah. beast of a it's team not uh, it's yeah it's, it's crazy so the the yeah, one thing my thoughts. the one thing about it is and the reason why i don't think those corners have anything uh, i don't ever worry about cornerbacks for the 49ers because it doesn't – none of that matters. <laughs> like, none of that matters against us. And I think that's what's so hard for teams to understand is that they think that they have these – do you think yeah, Jalen Ramsey – they got Jalen Ramsey. Like, uh, the Rams had Jalen Ramsey. Like, uh, they think that he's going to say, what happens when they when he plays it? But Shanahan puts him in positions to where he almost gets embarrassed. Yeah. Because he he's – He's putting a blender. He has to play the rules of his of in his responsibilities of his defense of what of his position. So Shanahan calls plays to to put you in because he knows that you have to follow the uh, what you're supposed to be doing in that on that particular play, and he's playing you against the own rules of your defense. So it it confu it causes confusion, and it also it just once you get the ball in. NIU can D especially Debo Kittle's hands, then you've got to tackle. It's not about coverage anymore. Now you got to tackle. And Debo, not one guy is not going to tackle Debo. I don't care how big their corner is. Like, uh, not one guy is not going to tackle Debo. One guy is not going to tackle Kittle. It's going to take multiple guys. And like, uh, that, and that's what gets teams in trouble is that they think they can, they can, oh, well, we just got to cover. We got Debo's not the fastest, or Ayuk's not the fastest. Kittle's not the uh, like. We've got these good corners. We got coverage. Like we'll be fine. No, because because uh, Shanny is going to use. He's going to put you in bad spots, and then he's going to run the ball. That once you start covering that, he's going to start running the ball down your throat, and like, uh, and then you've got CMC to deal with underneath, and it's it's a whole another beast. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, but. With that being said, Seahawks are a really good team. <laughs> like from what they are going to be a really good team. I, I agree yeah. with you, TL. I think they're going to get about probably about eleven wins. Uh, I think that's the floor for them. I think ten wins is the floor for them. But they, I could see them getting eleven or twelve. And uh, I do think that their defense is going to take a jump. I think that they that we don't get forty one. <laughs> but I think that they still could get twenty five to thirty on these guys yeah. just because of what I just talked about. And it all depends on, it all depends on really who's playing quarterback at the time <laughs> for us and who is, and what, the, how that offense is look and how that offense is working through that quarterback. But do they have, we just talked about Jackson. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce Nigba. his last name? I don't want to butcher Jackson it. Smith, Jackson Smith, Nigba. Nigba. Okay. Yep. I just didn't want to butcher it, but like, uh, <laughs> Uh, do they have the best wide receiver room in the NFL? No, I still would go with the Bengals. With the with Bengals. Chase, T. Higgins, and Boyd. 
Mm. I, yeah, well, I would say Bengals too. At least they have three proven guys. Yeah, they're proven. Yeah, you know, it's just they're proven. We don't know what this guy's going to do in the NFL. I think that just having Metcalf and Lockett and Lockett, I think Lockett is so underrated. <laughs> he's so yes. underrated that, and I think he's better than T. Higgins. I will say that. Like, uh, I I like T. Higgins. I think that uh, that he benefits from having Jamar Chase on the other side a little bit, like. Uh, but I think Lockett was doing it uh, before before Metcalf got there, <laughs> and uh, so I just I I really like I really like the two of them. If Jackson uh, Nigba gives them anything, <laughs> that uh, and if he's the the and especially if he's what they say that he's looking like in camp, it it could be a problem. It could be a problem, but I think we could revisit that. We could probably revisit this conversation towards the end of the season and see, uh, because Geno Smith, that's my next question. Geno Smith takes another step forward or do we see him regress a little bit now that, uh, now that teams have a full season of tape? I want to see like him do it again, you know, like make sure, you know, it's what, what's the rule? What's the exception? You know, we've seen so many years of crap and yeah. Okay. He has one good year. Um, You know, can he do it back to back? Can he do it consecutively? Um, You know, that's the big thing about NFL. You got to do it consistently, right. When you're at the top of your game. So don't just come into the season after, you know, come into last season after all these crap years and give us something. And now we're going to rein him top five. We're going to rein in this guy, that guy, you know, like, no, I, I don't, I just don't catch on to the hype that fast. So um, I didn't even notice we lost to Yale. You got to come in, got to come in and do it again. Yeah, I know. I agree. What about you, T.L.? I'm sorry. I, I kind of froze up. What was the question? Oh, the question was about, uh, was about, do you think Geno Smith, takes a step forward or do you think he regresses i think he takes a step forward i think he's finally in his career where he figured it out mm. i think he got put in the in the perfect system you know pete carroll i don't know you know like i said pete carroll as much as we don't like him he puts i feel like he puts his team in, in great positions to to play to their strengths and i think with geno smith um, another year another year in this offense you know mm-hmm. Um, more chemistry going in the second year with DK and Lockett. You got Kenneth Walker coming into a second year was going great. So the run game, you have to respect it. You know what I mean? With For Kenneth, sure. I think Kenneth Walker was probably like at one point before he got hurt was like fifth in the NFL and running. Like he was yeah. killing it as a rookie. Yeah, he was Kenneth beasting. Walker. He was he was a beast. Yeah, I had him on my fantasy football team, so I know like he was doing good, man. Mm-hmm. And then like we said, we got the running back from UCLA, and now you now you went out and got yourself a legit. I mean, we don't know what he looks like yet, but them Ohio State wide receivers. You, they usually come in and do their thing. The Chris Olaves, mm-hmm. the Garrett Wilsons, like they've been good. Like, you know, the past mm-hmm. few years they've been good. So I feel like, you know, with him being their third receiver, which arguably he can be a number two probably because, you know, so, if, you know, I feel like Geno Smith is going to have another solid year. I hate to say it, but I, I just think he finally figured it out. He just like, a, I just feel like he's a late bloomer that, you know, took him a few years, took him, took him to do some bouncing around for him to figure out like, okay, what it takes to be a good quarterback in the NFL. So yeah, I think he takes a step forward. Yeah. I I'm with Mariah. I got to see it again, but I think that he's even in an even better situation this year than he was last year, because you add another wide receiver to the mix. Like uh, even though he's a rookie 
and we don't necessarily know what he's going to be. He doesn't have the pressure of being of being Superman because he's really the third wide receiver. And uh, and then you've got uh, then like you said, we we added they added Zach Charbonnet, which they've had problems keeping running backs healthy. Yeah, uh, like but but adding Zach Charbonnet, I think could he could be their CMC in their offense. Yeah, he plays just like him, dude. He's yeah. like. He's he's good, man. So, yeah, and I think what I will say about Pete Carroll too, you know, he he likes to change out the running backs. Like he does, even if somebody has a hard hand, he'll still exactly. take him out and give somebody a spell. Which I wish that's what Kyle would do more. But man, you know, as as we talked about before, but yeah, he'll. So with Zach Charbonnet, I think you got him. You know, obviously Kenneth Walker will be the bell cow, getting between 15 to 20 runs per game. But then I feel like Zach Charbonnet will be like that third down back sometimes to come out because he catches the ball excellent out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll be that third. He'll be that third down guy until you know we're you know in the flow of the game. He'll still probably get between like five to ten carries depending on how much they're running the football. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, what's going on, uh, Jeff at at uh, East Coast Red and Gold Podcast? Make sure you give those guys subscribe. Doing really good things. I know they had a show tonight, mm-hmm. also. So make sure you that too. you guys go over there and uh, give her a follow on Twitter. And uh, yeah, make sure that you give them a subscribe. But yeah, I agree with you guys. Like uh, as far as as far as I I I agree with that point. I still. I still want to see it one more uh-huh. one more year from Gino. Like uh, just because I feel like can he stay healthy? Because he had injury issues too uh-huh. in prior uh-huh. years. And they did what they had to do. They got, I mean, they've got a really good setup and offensive line, uh, good looking offensive line uh going forward. But who knows? Who knows what'll happen? And can he stay healthy for a whole season? Uh-huh. And uh I was going to ask how long, do, much longer does Carol coach, but I really don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, he, I just, I just think that he's getting really old now. Like he's in his seventies yeah. now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, eventually I think that if they don't do something this year or next year, I think after next year, it could be, could be gone after that. Yeah. But he seems like he's pretty they're pretty good at keeping their 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 coaching staff intact. Like mm-hmm. you never really hear too many people. I know we took their special teams coach, but I feel like their coordinators and stuff, they're usually pretty good about staying with Pete Carroll. So I can almost guarantee if he's there for another two years, it's gonna be somebody from the inside who gets his job, somebody who knows the team or who's been there for a few years. I hope so. Cause I just, I think that that it's the it's the aura of Pete Carroll that keeps that team afloat. <laughs> And like, uh, I just think that I think if somebody else, if one of his other people came in, I don't think it would be the same. I could see the what's the DC for uh, the Cowboys? Oh, um, the guy that, that used to be the head coach for the Falcons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, I could uh, see Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan Quinn. I could yeah. see him going back if Pete decided to step down. Yeah, if he doesn't already have a head coaching spot, yeah, like, uh, quite possibly. But I could see that one too, but. But okay, lastly, before we get, I want to talk about we want to talk about the the team that's really going to win this division, <laughs> and like what what the 49ers are really going like. Look, I I it is really baffling to me. This team has been in the NFC Championship the last three out of four years. Went to eight. We went to a Super Bowl somehow, some way. 
that this team gets disrespected every single season in the offseason. I feel like they do it on purpose, like because they just can't stand us as fans. <laughs> like, but why why do why do why does the media and why do other fan bases disrespect this 49ers roster so consistently? And I'm gonna start with you, Mariah. Um, I mean, from everything I've heard. Like we get a lot of respect when it comes to the roster. The only time that we have people downing us is because of the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. And I mean, can you blame them? Our own fan base is doubting us because of the quarterback position. Um, you know, like that's the most important position. And you could probably say in all of freaking sports. Right. And we can't figure it out. So why are you going to give a team respect and think that they're going to run the division, run the NFC, be in the Super Bowl again when they don't even have a person that they can name to lead the charge? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, what do you expect? Like, I'm not out there expecting that people, the media and other teams are going to respect us. Um, and like I said, our own fan base don't even respect us. So it is what it is at this point. True that. Yeah, <laughs> I I, 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 I agree, really with, agree with Mariah. That. Yeah, I agree with Mariah. How can how can we expect people from the outside to respect if we want to respect ourselves as a fan base? You know what I'm saying? Always always bickering, always fighting. Meet me somewhere out in town. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just it's crazy. Just because you don't agree with the quarterback situation, you, you want to throw hands with somebody. It's yeah. it's just so wild, man. With this with this fan base. So yeah, I don't I don't expect people to respect us until we can respect ourselves. But um. Yeah, I agree with Mariah. The most important, I feel like quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. In baseball, I don't care how good of a hitter you are, home run hitter, you only you're only up to bat one in three innings. One out of three innings, you're you're up. You know, you might get up to bat three or four times. That's not enough. It hap it could happen, but that's not enough to affect the baseball game if the other team is scoring runs as well. In basketball, you can be a great player, but there's so much ball movement mm -hmm. that, you know, you can pass other players. So in football, when you're the quarterback, you touch the ball pretty much 99% of the time unless it's a direct snap to a running back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. You touch the ball. So your decision-making as a quarterback is the most important thing in all sports because mm -hmm. you got to be the one to give it to the right person and make the right play for it to – for for each each play to work so yeah i agree mariah it's the most important so the fact that we don't have to figure it out is crazy to me that we're still the second or third uh or no second favorite in the nfc to, to go to the super bowl that's funny to me that just goes to show you how great this roster is like you said pete great probably best roster in football hands down mm -hmm. from all levels you know D-line, check. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, linebacker crew, check. I think the only thing you can really question right now is our quarterback situation and then maybe – and that's not even really a maybe. Like, you know, I feel like the secondary is probably the second weakest link on our team other than – by third, quarterback, maybe offensive line, and then our and then our DB room. You know what I'm saying? Other than mm -hmm. that, you can check every box. You can check our weapons, our linebackers. D. So, yeah, so – I think until we figure out this quarterback position and we find out like whether it's Brock Purdy, whether it's Trey Lance, you know, at this, at this point, I don't even care anymore. Just give me the best person. Who, just give me the best person who wins, who, who wins the job, you know, and if it's, if it's Brock Purdy, so be it. And if it's Trey Lance, so be it. I seen a poll question from Ryan um, the other day from Ryan Hensley. And he says, do, mm -hmm. do you think Kyle, Kyle Shanahan thinks that Brock Purdy is, a franchise quarterback and i said he does right now mm -hmm. because right now he gives him the best chance to win 
Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like these weapons, we're, this team is just getting older. So Shanahan just needs to figure out, you know, who's going to be the best man. And you know, like I said, regardless of who it is, we need to win. So, yeah, this – I think I looked at the Vegas odds today. I think we're second in the NFC, and I want to say we're fifth or sixth to win it outright. Mm-hmm. So that's excellent. Vegas that's never excellent. disrespects us. No, they don't. They have us fifth to win it, even without the un- uncertainty at quarterback. Yeah, so. it's, it's just when those roster rankings comes out, like uh, somehow we're number 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, like, uh, yeah. And Chargers are in front of us. And like, uh, yeah, and the Jets are in front of us. Like, they all these both teams, have quarterbacks. And I get, I get it. But however, <laughs> however, this is the thing. Is it's not so much that they haven't that they haven't why haven't they solidified the position? It wasn't so much because they they haven't they haven't wanted to choose someone. It's more because the injuries haven't allowed them to choose anybody, and yeah. it constantly it consistently puts us in a bind. Shanahan still has only had one season since he's been here that he's made it through a whole entire season without without a quarterback missing a game. Yep. Super he's only had one season. So, like, it it's not that – I think that they're actually in a pretty decent position. Can The question is, is can their quarterbacks – can they keep them upright? Yeah. And that's, that, that is going to be the question. But if they're upright, like, uh, I think that there is no – as long as we don't have Josh Johnson out <laughs> there, uh, there's not a team in this league that I don't think the 49ers can beat. And that includes Kansas City. Like, uh, I just think that they they are in a position right now. This roster has gotten to the point that even when I feel like they they cannot improve much anymore, I feel like they've improved this offseason. Uh-huh. You add Javon Hargrave to the middle of that defense, that defensive line. Like, Drake Jackson is another year. He's bulked up, like, whatever the case is. But they've got, they've got more depth on that defensive line. You got Kalia Davis coming back. Like uh, you've got then on top of it, the Amador Lenore is, a, is, is solidifying himself as that number two, mm-hmm. taking step towards that. You draft a Daryl, a Darrell looter. Uh, you bring in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Oliver. Not, Isaiah Oliver to solidify the, uh, the, the, the slot spot. Nickel. Yep. yep. Like, uh, so, you get you do all these things and you, and now you and then you draft a Jair Brown cool. Man, who looks like just a really another you now you got another Hafunga almost and at the other position at the other uh-huh. safety spot. I think that this team is going to be better. It is as weird as that sounds, I think that this team is going to be better than they were last year, barring significant injuries. But I think that they're that they're more prepared this year. Than they were last year for injuries to happen at the corner spot. Yeah, like I think yeah. they have more depth, and like uh, it's going to be. I think that they've learned. I think that often, uh, even on offense, I think that they're the depth that they have, even at the quarterback spot. I think that it's better depth than they had last year. Oh, for sure. So <laughs> most definitely. I mean, you've got Sam Darnold as your number three quarterback, and who was starting last year. <laughs> Like, uh, regardless of what we think about Sam Darnold, he's still, for some team, he would be a starter. <laughs> like, so I just think that this team, I think it's a complete disrespect job by uh, by whoever's making the lists 
out there. Uh, I get, and uh, and then anybody, any of these people out here in Twitterville and all the other that want to sit there and say that the 49ers this, that, or whatever because they're not, because they haven't solidified the quarterback's position. Both of our quarterbacks would probably be better than most of y'all's team. <laughs> so, like, uh, it it is what it is. Like, I mean, if you want to go there with it, like uh, it, I top to bottom, there is no better roster in this in this league, in my opinion. And that's not being Homer. If you want to go player for player, we can do that. Yeah. Like uh, so, but the other part about our team is so. I mean, we talked. We kind of brushed up on it. Like who, whoever the starting quarterback is, Purdy, Lance. Do they do they make it through the whole season? Can you see can you see it happen? I don't want to wish injury upon anybody, but it's a question that we have to ask at this yeah. point. Like you know uh, so yeah. why don't you start TL? What do you what do you think? Uh honestly, I can't really it's hard for me to answer this question, man. History shows that no no there won't. You know what I mean? Like history just shows. So it's just like, you know, it's funny too, because I keep hearing people, spaces, Twitter. If somebody solidifies the QB spot week one, we need to trade the other. No, we don't. Yeah, no, no we serious? don't. I like, stop, like, stop it. Stop it. Like, I, have you seen what happened last year? If anything, if somebody, let's just say Brock Purdy goes out in 17 games healthy, he balls out, then you can start, start discussing a, tr- a trade for Trey or or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you can maybe start discussing that if they if they pull a full season. And even then, I'm still still kind of be like, man, this is going to be tough. But then you want to take away the distractions and, you know, all this other stuff. So if you want to do that after this year, if you see somebody stay healthy for a full season, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But then again, you look at it too. Like you said, 2019, we had Jimmy play all season. Went to the Super Bowl. Very next year, everybody's talking about, oh, you know, I can't wait to run it back. He gets hurt. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I was like, hurt for most of the season. So, yeah, so it's – I don't know. To answer that question, it's a tough one, Pete. I'm going to – but I'm going to go on a limb. And I'm going to say, yes, I think it might happen. Um, but I will say this. You know, I have – you know, <laughs> I have doubts about both quarterbacks. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we talked, and I don't know if you heard me on spaces before you came on, but I just hope that regardless of who starts, that Kyle Shanahan just keeps an open mind of what's of of you know of who he feels is going to start. Because you know, I hear I've heard people say that you know this is Brock's team, and I don't care if Trey goes in there and he's four and zero. If Brock's healthy, you give him back the reins. That's some foolishness. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe that any bit. It's not like it's not like Trey Lance is coming in for a Josh Allen, a Joe Burrow, or Patrick Mahomes. He's going yeah. in for somebody too who has a small sample size. So you want to give whoever the quarterback is the the opportunity to come. And me and Mariah have talked about this, and I've said this before. Like you know, to just going off the quarterback position, like you know, it's been such a, a nauseating conversation mm-hmm. for the past two years. You know what I mean? going on three so it's just it's, it's, it's been nause- it's been longer than yeah that longer yeah yeah, yeah I'm just, you know it's been yeah it's been so nauseating that the fact that i'm just like you know i'm sick of it like let's just f- figure it out and let's just see who's going to be the quarterback but i will say this and i and i and i'm going to stand on this because i don't care i know if i've heard all the oh this is brock's team he's a leader of the locker room but i will say this kyle shanahan wants a quarterback who can who can execute every single play in his offense period Okay. Mm-hmm. If Trey is healthy, he comes in 
And let's just say Brock Purdy's not healthy. He goes on short-term IR and has to miss the first three to four games. Mm-hmm. If Trey comes in, this is my worry, too, because we start off slow every year. But mm-hmm. if Trey comes in, he's 4-0. And he's balling. Let's say he has 13 touchdowns and only one or two interceptions. You got to keep that man in. And if he's got he, 13 touchdowns in four, in four games, games. Yes, I'm saying. Uh, yeah. well, I'm talking about total, like, you know, on the ground and his arm. You know yeah, no, I, 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 13 yeah. touchdowns. 13 touchdowns and like two interceptions. I don't care what, what Brock Purdy did in those seven games. You got to keep the hot hand in and see what Trey wants because I'll say this and I'll give it to Mariah and I'll stand on this. Trey can be taught to do what Brock Purdy is good at right now. But Brock Purdy cannot do what Trey Lance can do. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much you teach him; he cannot do it. Yeah. So I agree. So that's what I that's what I'll stand on, and I feel like that's what it comes down to. It. He drafted Trey Lance for a reason. He wants to play 11-11 football, and if Trey Lance just can stay healthy and show the small stuff, just get your timing down right, the underneath routes, and be a quick decision maker. I feel I think I think the job is his. Yeah. What about you, Mariah? How are you gonna follow that? Um, I do want to agree on that part real quick is that, or bring up that is that people forget, you know, why the 49ers went and drafted Trey Lance, right? Mm -hmm. Like we bitched and complained up until that point about this mediocre quarterback that we were stuck with. And, you know, besides the injuries, right. Put that aside. But even if Jimmy would have been healthy the whole time, like he wasn't enough to get us to where we needed to go, even with everything on the team going exactly perfect, Mm -hmm. right? Like he just didn't have enough to go stand up and beat, you know, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas city or, you know, the Eagles, like he just didn't have it. You know, that's why you go out and you get a quarterback like Trey Lance because of what, you know, the, of what, you hope that he can be right. Like that he has enough to get you over that hump. So why are we replacing the quarterback that didn't have enough with a quarterback that doesn't have enough? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, like, I just don't get it. Like you're, you're essentially replacing Jimmy with Jimmy. And yeah, you can say, Oh, well he scored more points than Jimmy, whatever. We were watching Jimmy look the best that he had ever looked, Mm -hmm. you know, up until he had got hurt. You know, with all the other factors and then he gets hurt, you put another guy in and all of a sudden he's looking great. But now, oh, it's the quarterback. You weren't you weren't saying it was Jimmy before he got hurt. It was CMC. It was Debo. It was Ayuk. It was Kittle. It was this. It was that it was the defense. But now all of a sudden you replace the quarterback and it's the quarterback doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> like that just doesn't make sense. But um, back to the injury question, like, you know. The, back to the exception what's the exception what's the rule you know we've made it one season since Shanahan's been here with you said it earlier with one quarterback so I mean if you look at what we've what they've shown us you know that's all we can go by is what we have in front of us you would have to say that no they're it's whoever starts isn't going to be the quarterback that finishes unfortunately so with that being so I think we all kind of agree that it's the 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 odds are against the the 49ers getting through a whole season at the quarterback and uh, with one quarterback at the spot right so this is why this is why i don't understand why people are so adamant about saying brock is the guy trace the guy that like uh, sam darnold is the guy if you're listening to Schefter. Like the, uh, the, 
It doesn't matter. Everybody's going to get their chance to play. They're going to be the guy. <laughs> Everybody's going to get their chance to play. And it's the person that shows out that is going to be the guy. Period. Point blank. Be happy that you have two serviceable guys like uh, that I think could get us to the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not quite sure about Darnold. <laughs> like, uh, but those other two guys, I think that they're good enough. And I don't care. Either 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 one of them play. I know that Brock Purdy can run this offense. Mm-hmm. I know I'm confident that Trey Lance is looking better and that he's that he's working. I think all he needs is reps. And it might start off slow, but I think that as we saw it in one game, he was improving within the game. And like yeah. he just needs to get on the field and get used to the speed of everything and get his body right. And then we, I think that they, he can move forward. I understand. I understand why people think so uh, like think both ways. I think I understand the, the arguments uh, for both, but uh-huh. at the same time, it's, we're not Shanahan. We're the fans, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> we have no control over what happens. So why are we, are, why are we pulling our hair out or in my, in in my uh, instance, letting our hair fall out. Like, like yeah, uh, I ain't got no hair either. Yeah, so I'm saying like, you. so why are we doing that to ourselves? Like when we don't have any control over any of it, just wait and see and enjoy the game. Like, yeah. just just go to the game. Just root on whoever is there. We trying to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I hope I I I agree with you, TL. I hope. That it ends up being Trey. I hope Trey gets a chance, goes out there and shows out because I do think he has all the measurables. And you prefer, you would prefer a guy with the measurables to show up and show out. Yeah. Because you know, my issue is Pete. Yeah. I will say, I was, you know, I said this earlier too. It was like, you know, I have nothing against Brock Purdy. He went out there and did his thing. My worries is, you know, you come into a, a big game situation where let's just say, you know, there's five minutes left and we're down two scores, whether it's 10 or 14, right? And uh-huh. we, we need some quick strikes. We can't always depend on Yak. Like he's like, that's what we're great at. We're great at, you know, the short intermediate throws 10 to 15 mm-hmm. yards and, and you're banking on Kittle. Go give me a 60-yard touchdown mm-hmm. after the catch. Uh, IU, give me a 70. You know what I'm saying? We bank on Yak so much, which is, is good and all if you are if you have the lead and you're trying to eat up clock. But, man, like when you need that quick strike, that's not going to work for you all the time. You mm-hmm. need that quarterback that can make that quick strike and be like, hey, you got Danny Gray. I'm sending him out on a go route. You know, I'm going to have IU you know, line up on the same side. He's going to clear it out, blah, blah, blah. And IU's going to be, I mean, Danny Gray is going to beat his man. Like, I feel like Kyle, that's how he coaches. He understands I'm going to use this player to set this player up so this player can be open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you do that and if Danny Gray is open 60 yards down the field, you can know that Trey's going to be able to hit that. Can't really expect that from Brock Purdy. So yeah. we need those quick strikes. That's why I say I just hope that, you know, it's it's a fair shake. I feel like Kyle still wants this, wants this quarterback who can who can attack every area of the field and be able to run his full playbook. Like Brock Purdy, what he did was amazing. Mr. Irrelevant mm-hmm. goes in, putting us helping us put up 34 points a game. But I do feel a lot of it, you know, people can say I'm hating wherever the case may be. A lot of it was because Christian McCaffrey came to this team. Mm-hmm. He opened up that offense so much where you had to worry about what was going on behind the line of scrimmage 
and and at snap because you're worried about oh man you can't leave Chris McCaffrey open he's going to tear us up whether it's a slot and put him in a slot against a linebacker he's going to eat that alive mm-hmm. so people are so worried about like you had to pick your poison in this offense yeah. and like I said and you're totally 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 right Pete uh, all Trey needs is reps and I told Mariah before you know it's it was unfortunate that Trey got hurt but I feel like it was kind of a blessing in disguise because he got to sit back and see the offense executed with two different quarterbacks mm-hmm. and knows what, what Kyle likes to see because, you know, yeah, he saw it with Jimmy and it was kind of a mess. It was, it was inconsistent. You know, he didn't really get to see something sitting on the sidelines, but when you have a, when you have an offense that's working as well as it was a well-oiled machine, I felt like Trey was sitting back and licking his chops. Like, okay, I need to work on this. I need to work on that because once he works on the stuff that, Brock Purdy and Jimmy were good at the underneath throws, you know, stuff like that. And he gets that down. Everything else is, is gonna is gonna speak for itself. The running game is gonna open up. the The deep ball is gonna open up. Underneath the route is gonna work. And like you said, we got the best roster in football. If we just get a quarterback who can who can who can just run this full offense and can scare you deep and intermediate along with the run game. You're gonna be unstoppable. Yeah. No, I feel you. And okay. So we talked about all four teams, right? Like, uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to guess that we all agree that the 49ers are going to win this division. (laughs) And (laughs) now with that being said, how many games do we, I'm going to ask you, it's a two foot prong question and then they're not going to have anything to do with each other. (laughs) Like who, how many wins do the 49ers get this year? Uh, for uh, for you, and does Jordan Mason end up being running back too? Um, as high as thirteen and four, as low as eleven and five. Mm-hmm. Okay, we win the division because you know there's always games that we win or lose that we shouldn't have, shouldn't or whatever. Yeah. So thirteen and four is the best. Eleven and five at worst, or eleven and six, whatever it is. And yes, Jordan Mason has become running back number two. I feel like he's looking great. He's slimmed down. He's looking explosive. Elijah Mitchell, unfortunately, can't stay healthy. Can't stay healthy. Jordan Mason will be the number two, and I think Elijah Mitchell will be the third down running back. I mean, he'll be the third string running back. That's what that's what, what I think. What What do you say, Mariah? I say the lowest will be twelve wins, and up till I think we could go like fourteen. 14 wins. Um, and I agree, he will start the season as the number two, but I think TDP will be the third running back. Mm. I think Elijah Mitchell might get traded before the season oh. starts. I am like, uh, so I also, I think that they're going to be, I think they're going to start with 12. I got 12 wins. I think that they're gonna they're gonna win twelve games because there's always that one or two games that you lose that you shouldn't have lost, and I do think that they're gonna win that they're gonna barely beat the the Seahawks for the division, and we're gonna all be holding our breath until the last game, <laughs> but I think that they're gonna end up winning the division, and then I also think that Jordan Mason, like, is going to be running back to to start the season. I have a feeling, I have a feeling that he's going that he's going to get more carries than people than people think. They've been talking about how he has been looking much better catching the ball out of the backfield, which if he can if he can become part of the passing game, it's 
I mean, the sky's the limit for that kid. Like uh, he is, he is angry. <laughs> he he runs angry, and he is physical. Exactly what Shani likes, and he's no longer a rookie, which I feel like that is part of the reason that held him back last year. Shani just doesn't like rookies unless he absolutely has to have them out on the field. Yep. Like, like Spencer uh, Burford was like a must. He had to play Spencer yeah. Burford. And even then, he t- he kept taking him out and putting yeah. trust skill in there. Like, uh, he just doesn't like uh, putting all that trust into rookies. Even Huff was playing well. Like, uh, they had to take him out. Like and, and have yeah. in platoon, like uh, so it 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 is what it is. I think that we're gonna see him be much bigger part of the game plan. Like, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm a Masonite. Like, uh, it's I'm gonna be. You're gonna hear me talking about Mason all year. The man averaged six yards a carry. Like, I mean, in garbage time. Like when everybody's planning on them running the ball. But mm-hmm. uh, oh, what's going on? Beto came through. Damian. Damien hey, came through. Hey, the uh, but I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you, Mariah. That that I think Elijah Mitchell might get might get traded. traded. Honestly, I think he may he may just be stuck on uh, in injured on injured reserve, like really? uh, because he just can't. His body just can't. Like it's just failing him. You, and, you know what's crazy, Pete? When he was at uh, ULL, University of Louisiana Lafayette, or wherever he came from, the Raging Cajuns, mm-hmm. he split carries. Like he wasn't even the main back. I yeah. forgot the guy he was with, but he wasn't like a like a workhorse or nothing like that. So it was just shocking to me that he comes in while splitting carries in college and his body can't hold up, which was crazy because. You know, Mariah, when we met him, he told us he put on some muscle to so he can hang with the with all the banging and punishment of the NFL, and it's just not working for him, mm-hmm. which, which is unfortunate because when the man is on the field, he produces yeah. and looks mm-hmm. amazing. I just hate the fact that he can't stay healthy. So let me ask you both this. If he is traded, who are some teams you think would take a look at him? Because I'm thinking maybe the Texans and Titans because you got Rand Carthon that went to the Titans that has – some you know he knows him, and then you got D'Amico Ryan's who knows him a bit too. So, do you see him going to one of those two teams if he's traded, or do you see somebody like another possibility who's who's kind of slim at running back? I'm trying to think of who runs like that kind of physical style because I think that I mean I do think that it would have to be a team that that uh, that runs the the zone read scheme because I think he excels in that, like. Uh, Ooh. I don't think necessarily. I think maybe the Saints, the Vikings. Vikings, because they let go of Cook, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they run the Cowboys. The Cowboys might be a good one too, because Tony Pollard is not due to come back for a that while. That is a good. Yeah. That is a good call. But Tony I don't Pollard. know that they would trade anybody to the Cowboys. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. true too. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, I could see because yeah, because Cook. That's another. Gone. It's another zone scheme, and like they do need somebody backing up Matson. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I could see that. I could yeah. totally see that. But hey, I really appreciate you guys coming out. It was great talking NFC West and talking uh, football with you guys, and having you guys actually come on the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did not forget. I put it, the minute I put it, I put it in my calendar before I even got the yes from y'all. <laughs> like <laughs> I was not going to miss it. But I appreciate everybody coming out to, and uh, getting involved in the chat, showing all the energy. Uh, once again, make sure that you give the show a like. Make sure that you give it a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live. 
Make sure that you give my people here at 49 Faithfully Pod. Make sure that you give them a subscribe. Make sure that you follow these people on uh, on Twitter. There, everything is in the description. All you got to do is go on is going ahead and do it. So make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend so we can be friends every day, every week. And but we're gonna get out of here today. Why don't you tell everybody? Well, I told them everywhere where they can find you guys, but tell, why don't you let them know anything else you guys are doing this week? Um, yeah, Mariah and I are going to have a show on Friday. What was it, 3 o'clock, I think, Mariah? Yeah. Uh, show on Friday at 3. Um, like I said, me and, me and Mariah, you know, we're kind of incognito. You know, we just kind of show up wherever, <laughs> whenever we feel like it. We don't have no Monday, Tuesday. You know, we just say, hey, you know what? This is our day. We're doing our show. So, yeah, we're, we're going to be doing a show on Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So for your East Coast folks, it'll be at six o'clock your time. So yeah, I mean, me and Mariah, we're doing some great things. You know, the channel is growing surely but surely. You know, we do some great giveaways. I you know give a shout out to my to my host here because she does an amazing job with all the mail outs and you know making sure people are getting their cars or their. Oh, and I won again. Maybe yeah, you did win. So <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. So yeah, that's what that's what we're doing. It's kind of slow right now. You know, we got we got Titan U going on and stuff like that. It's a few times, you know, we're gonna just be prepared for us to bring some shows, especially when training camp starts to come back in. And we're gonna do our, you know, our show where you know we do our um, who needs to step up, the top ten players who need to step up for us to make a Super Bowl run. I love that episode because we kind of bounce off each other. We her ten and our ten. So I remember last year we had ten, and out of the ten, I think we had eight players who were the same, just in the different order so we understand mm -hmm. what goes on to win this team and then we'll do a 53-man roster show which you know maybe we'll do like a panel or something huh, mariah just have a couple people on to do a 53-man just to get other opinions so mm -hmm. yeah right. yeah um yeah everything he said um pete appreciate you having us on as always um you know your family to us so anytime you need us we'll be here of course um chat like p had said we appreciate you Without you, we couldn't do what we do. So we appreciate mm -hmm. you guys being here. Absolutely, absolutely. And as we start, and as we started the show, so I, just real quick, you know, I had brought up for the people who aren't here. You know, if you, if you're any kind of a believer or whatever the case may be, you know, or you have, you have any kind of faith, you know, prayers for those guys that are stuck underwater in that submarine. Because mm -hmm. that's just unfortunate, man. I mean, like I said, we're just counting down the hours for their oxygen. You know, I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I think they're dead or whatever the case may be. But, you know, miracles happen. Mm -hmm. So I just hope that, you know, that they're that they're found. I know last night they were at like 29 hours. So they might be at like 14 or 13 hours now. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not going to sit there and add, and guess. But it's not looking good. But I just pray that, you know, their family, you know, get some kind of clarity and get some kind of peace, you know, to what's going on down there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And pray to whoever, whoever you believe in. And, uh, yeah, it is what, like, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but like I said, we're, we're going to get out of here for today. I will be, I will be back tomorrow for a brief episode. Uh, don't know what I'm going to talk about yet, <laughs> but, but we're going to talk about something. I'll be, I'll be here tomorrow. And, uh, so make sure that you come through for that and yeah, I'll see y'all tomorrow. But like every, like we always finish the show, go Niners, go Niners, go Niners. Go Niners.